welcome to Kardashian at the podcast about all things Kardashian. I'm Jessica Jardin. And I'm Marcy Jarrow. Why did I take a sip you in that moment? snuck in the quickest sip and you, I don't even think listeners would have known. I told on myself. It was, you got, you got your air and you got to your intro. I'm so, I was very impressed. I was like, oh no, oh, it's going to be a big gulp. <laughs> uh, um, glup. How's it going? It's good. Just having a normal weekend. <sighs> Just. You the know, most normal nothing ever been more normal than this week just like <laughs> passing time i just feel like this is the strangest like everybody like uh-huh uh-huh yeah and it's friday and now it's saturday and time is like just this like life in these couple weeks is just such a like a seesaw of just like boredom the most unbelievable boredom and going nowhere and seeing nobody and then punctuated by like the most panic fly through the ceiling like mania you look at your phone and the world flips upside down and you spiral and then you're like just staring and doing nothing and bored to death again <laughs> it's very funny that this is our like frame of reference because i know we have so many listeners who are like really you're not doing anything because <laughs> it's just like different state by state city by city like, I know that, like, I have family members that have been going on, you know, vacations and doing the things and, like, they're going to school and it's just, like, very think, different it, here. Yeah, it's like the, we've, like... And it's not even choice. It's just, like, like it literally in this area, it is different yeah. than it is in other areas. It's, like, slowly we've gone to, like, a couple outdoor meals like at patio style setups but like few and far between and you know and it's not a judgment it's just about like comfort and like what sounds fun um and what doesn't sound fun and it's like but otherwise yeah I mean like my life has just a really crazy routine of like I work from home I watch a shit ton of reality tv I see my parents Blessed. on the weekends <laughs> like I did today. We sit in the back patio really far apart with masks on, eat some takeout, talk about Trump. Like, it's just that's what's up. <laughs> that is what's up. Um, it's so funny, too, because like we're not to be a downer, guys, but we're about to be slung in the other direction with people getting sick again because it's just like that time of year mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and people will have to be indoors more and so they're just gonna be more hopefully it's better now hopefully it's yeah. better now i know i was talking about that with tim that like we have to remember this was really nice yesterday and we were outside and i was like we have to remember how lucky we are that we can like if we really wanted to we could like be outside as much as we wanted and needed to for the entirety of the fall and winter like i need to like go ahead and buy some heat lamps yeah like it's like you're talking you know at your most rocking cold crazed night like in the 40s yeah and it's nothing that like a bundly outfit and a heat lamp can't fix and so we're, I was just like, we're so lucky that we live where we live because that like so many people are staring down like such an, a different reality. I know my friend, one of my dearest friend lives in Pittsburgh and she has like a bubble because she has a, a one year old. And mm. so she has a few other people that are doing the same. And, you know, they and Pittsburgh gets fucking frigid Cold, it, right? i mean it's not the coldest place in america but as far as places that i have visited like it gets cold and it is rainy there 
And I was, my mom was telling me about like one of her friends has a a son who's like married and lives in Pittsburgh and they have a kid. And I was like, they should meet. It's never going to happen. It'll never happen in a pandemic. (laughs) It's so weird to meet. And they were like lonely and like new to the city. They moved there like earlier this year, like right before the, you know, pandemic. Oh, the timing. It's really rough. Like, like, what do you do? Yeah. I would love to, I, I have not had the guts to ask any of my like New York friends or anything like what they, how they look at the coming months or it's just yeah. too, you know, it is interesting. I, I've seen my friends there like kind of like they, they like forge the, the path mm-hmm. of like how to open up again and like yeah. how to hang out. But like, there will be like inevitable, like, it's going to get cold and snowy and like, then what do you do? What do you do? Well, here's a high point of my weekend that you know about is that I started watching Housewives of Potomac <gasps> and it's the I only so thing I care about. Happy for you. I'm so happy you guys, for you. I really tried to get you to go back an extra season. I know. I just was, but I didn't want to pressure you. Yeah. Well, I already finished this season, not finished, but I'm up to date now because I powered through. So now I can go back. I just got impatient because I love the feeling of being caught up and that I can start this week. You know, yes. I can like catch up with the next episode, but now I'll go back. But well, yeah, you should have asked me about that too, because I could have told you you can watch the entirety of a whole franchise in a matter of a week and a half if if you try really hard. Because I watched eleven seasons of New York in truly like a week and a half. <laughs> this was yeah, this was spaced out uh, uh, considerably over like pr- from Thursday to today. So but, you didn't uh, treat it like a job, is what you're saying? No, I'm, didn't, I'm not as devoted. I'm not as devoted. Okay, well, you know, I just like really care about it. So. <laughs> I knew it. I like when you fun make that it, fun you that make it's a time. Hobby. Fun that you it's make, a hobby. <laughs> you make time for things you really care about. You prioritize. <laughs> Not wrong. Oh, um, sad, no. sad, sad on my side. It's very sad. No, <laughs> this is what we're doing. I literally like went on like Thursday or something to go. I was like, God, I, I think I'm really behind. I have a lot. I have 90 day. I have below deck. And then I sat and I was completely up to speed on everything. And I was like everything and i was like hey, that's a bummer when that happens i felt like a chill down my spine and i was like oh what do i start i have to watch something so, then so I potomac said, oh, potomac is, is so great Ooh. i would implore any of our <sighs> listeners to jump on board at potomac especially people who are like not into watching the oc this uh the real housewives of the oc no this, this season is- Oh, this is. I'll watch it and tell you. So far, nothing interesting. Okay, that's good. I do think they're not even teasing something interesting. So I do think you could probably sit it out if you want to for like moral reasons. Okay, that's good to know. I'll probably dip back in. It just wasn't on my in demand. (laughs) Yeah, it's not in. But Potomac. Oh God, I just am obsessed with Giselle. I I know she's imperfect, and I love her. I. They are all so beautiful and so interesting and so funny and oh my god and just the the drama is so real and like current and oh my god the, the, it's just was like i was not prepared for how like riveted i was they how much came can in happen fast. in like a single episode like yeah oh my god god there was no like waiting around to like build up some fight of like well you said this and then i sat here at a table it's like none of that is like literally like i'm coming for you there's going to be blood drawn (laughs) 
and it's great. And it's like there's so few housewives um, cities that go there. Yeah. But they do. They're, they get some of them get there. And it's just mwah. it's I'm, lovely when it gets when it I'm does. Truly in awe. I'm they're all absolute goddesses to me. And that, it's just that that funny thing, too, when you live like how you and I live, like where if you are less familiar with the show or something like I've known I know that I've heard these names floating around for all these years. And now it is that thing of like Giselle that's Giselle like I see those faces on my screen for so long um but yeah anyways Potomac what a ride everybody was right Uh, I'll go back and watch them all but I am I am on board and in love in love with all of them Uh, so good the calm coolness of Robin oh so uh, good just just how much they give with like um facial expressions like at any given sitting <laughs> like at any given dinner or like conversation how much reaction face you get of like of uh, when people women aren't talking to the, it's it you it is the most i can't imagine the joy of being an editor on that show of compared to like the more boring casts who just sit there during like big conversations the amount of like incredible like mm, excuse me like just yes like, eyes eyes bugging like it is eyebrows raised like they give so much reaction they're just so present it is very interesting because even like with other like even with like new jersey or atlanta that kind of have the tendencies to run hot as well yeah like, yeah <laughs> run with, hot like, is a good way to put it yeah because like i mean when you watch danielle <laughs> so like drag Margaret by the hair across the store. That was fucking rough. That was rough. That I was forgot. it's so funny because it's not it's it it actually seemed more violent because it was on an older woman. Like yes. actually more violent than what happened with Monique. It, and there is like race stuff playing into that why why Potomac right. is being like treated differently. But right. But again, same like they're they're hot, but you can feel that there's producing in those other shows that you don't feel in Potomac. Yeah, it's that's happening a way to put naturally. It. Yeah, that's a very good way to put it. It just feels really natural. The relationships feel like the good and the bad feel sincere. You know, yeah. Like, it's just none of it feels manufactured. Ooh. Anyways, uh, I know anyway. it's not what we're here to talk about. But I wish we were talking about me. them, but we're not. We're, we're not. Talking. Should we get into some news? Yes. Yeah, so this is important. Big headline. This is the week. This Wednesday, October the 21st in 1980, one Kimberly Noel Kardashian wow. was born. It is Kim Kardashian's 40th birthday this week, and it is our great joy and honor to wish her a happy, happy birthday. Happy birthday. We love you, Kimmy. I know that you're doing something that you shouldn't be doing. So (laughs) (laughs) what will Kanye do for this birthday? I must know. I mean, I worry that... That he's doing. I, I mean, I he, I'm so upset with him. I can't even. I am surprised. <laughs> I'm sort of surprised at l- the Libra ness of Kim. I know. I actually am very surprised because I'm a Libra, <laughs> and um, I don't feel like we are sign wise very similar. Like our, I don't think our personalities are that similar. Oh wait, let's let's get into it though. So let me look at this. Or so is she t- cusp Scorpio. She's. C- close to a cusp yeah she's very cusp but 
I'm I'm so interested. What's her moon? You know, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm trying to look up some like traits really quickly. Uh, I should have had this. So let's see. We got um, diplomatic. Okay. I see that. Great yeah. listener. I see that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mediating. Absolutely. Shopping. Fourth. I see that. <laughs> Loves beautiful things. I see that like into aesthetic things, you know, like, yes, you like your miniatures. Idealistic. <laughs> Always looks for a bright side. Social, clever, non-confrontational. I see this. Non-confrontational I see this. for sure. And <laughs> Well, uh, the idea of fairness. Um, I see this in both of you. Oh, I'm flattered. Any, any overlap, positive or negative. Clever, witty, smart. I see this. Very clever for both of you. She has really grown into her cleverness. Yours was there innately. Oh, thank you. Indecisive. I don't know about that. Oh, but. for sure. Because it's the Libra thing. You're like weighing the scales too much. You're like, uh-huh. And like looking at your two little scales. Oh, here's um, a negative one I haven't really had to deal with for you or Kim. Okay. So I don't know about this. So it says uh, unreliable Libras are known for being, are known for being flighty. I they're would lots, say they're lots in, of fun, but they're not always reliable <laughs> in my certainly in my youth. I was a huge flake and it is a thing I have become very conscious of. It's um, very funny. I, the specific was, is like yeah. they're wonderful, loyal friends, but they are going to show up late to your dinner party. <laughs> I think that that's I am. Very, I've told you this before. I'm punctual. So I'm not I think I'm not late, but I I used to be very, very, very prone to flaking. You're an overbooker. Yeah, that's why. And it was <gasps> oh, very. And so is Kim. <laughs> My God, it's it's a it's nothing to be proud of. It's a like, oh, everyone like me, um, and not wanting to say no to anybody ever. But then you learn that that's not that's not how it works. You got to do better, manage your yep. time better, learn the power of no. Well, I mm-hmm. I, gosh, that's why I'm obsessed with you too. I get it now. <laughs> I'm flattered. I like how this, I like how Kim's birthday turned into you just saying nice things to me. (laughs) Um, I really like, it's very um, meaningful to me, Kim turning 40, you know, like birthdays are meaningless. Numbers are meaningless, but like, you know, these ones 30 and 40, especially for women, uh, a lot gets like foisted on you uh, in terms of like how the culture, how people value you. um, And it, I think in Kim's case, the best part is that it doesn't really mean anything. <laughs> like she's hotter than ever. She's more famous and powerful than ever. Like her returning but, 40 is like uh very, just, just interesting, I guess. Well, I would say that it's because of the pressure and what she did to herself turning 30, mm, like the, mm-hmm. the kind of like pressure cooker she imposed on herself with like yeah. getting married and like trying yeah. to do like she really like as she was rushing towards 30 was like the show was taking off the, you know yeah. like because this show is 10 years in yeah <gasps> what a decade like what a, what, decade. A, what a decade of a woman's life i mean women b- beginning a decade this is it's it's pretty profound what <laughs> what can occur in 10 years of life and like if yeah. you look at kim kardashians which actually i think segues into I think interestingly people were talking a lot this week because she has a Skims collection 
a lot of skims rolling out a little too much for my taste as was always the deal with all of them but anyways um well, doing, I thought their whole like model was that they hold it back so we're always wanting more I thought so too but now between her and Kylie all it is is like new week new palette new week new skims and I'm like no I'm I'm not keeping up with this anymore everything looks think, great I'm never buying any of it was the timing thrown off with the pandemic like they're usually like every six weeks we come out with something new but then oh, maybe for like four months they were like we don't know if our factories can run (laughs) oh maybe it is just like a bombardment to me but this one caught my eye because kim is doing essentially a ripoff of juicy couture tracksuits so anyone who knows their early aughts early to mid aughts knows that the world was ruled hollywood was ruled by these little zip hoodie matching velour tracksuits uh, that were the epitome of like Robertson Boulevard, Kitson, Paris Hilton. Like I had one it saved up for it. I still have the pants. They, they are, they were like super expensive and, uh, and they lasted by the way. But, um, Oh, that's she, good. she is doing her own, uh, kind of knockoff of them just calling them track. I'm sure, I'm sure Juicy hates it because uh, Juicy Couture still still exists as a brand. But <gasps> oh. she, yeah, well, the reason I know this is because I went down the rabbit hole like six months ago to try to find, I was like, I bet I can find some secondhand Juicy suits. Like I wanted the baby pink or the baby blue. So I went hunting and you cannot find them. And so uh. then I saw that at like Kohl's, they have Juicy Couture. I was like, oh, it's like Juicy Couture for Kohl's. So I was like, oh, great. Never mind. I'll just buy them now. So I order a pair of the pants and they come. And it's that crazy thing that happens where a brand has clearly been sold, but it has nothing to do with like the, what it was. Um, and they were like these scratchy, cheap, crazy, ill-fitting, nasty uh, velour pants that had like that were not at all and I was like oh okay so the brand got like sold and exists but isn't a thing anymore I don't think. yeah I mean for our younger listeners um you would in the movie Mean Girls Amy Poehler's yes. character is wearing like classic juicy <laughs> I think Britney in her wedding to Kevin Federline she had all her bridesmaids and her had matching her had like little bedazzled you'd get like words on the butt and stuff and on the back of the little hoodie and I think all of hers had like bridesmaid on the back or whatever but it was a time so Kim is rolling out velour tracksuits very very smart and even more clever she to announce it rolled out these photos uh, that she took with her speaking of 10 years ago and how much life can change her and Paris Hilton recreating basically some of their most famous photos paparazzi photos from back in the day when they were uh, a duo holding in one shot they've got these giant um louis vuitton bags that are like the big shiny uh, metallic bags they had and they just and then there's one where kim is like on the hood of a range rover which is she, a photo she had yeah she recreated her she own recreated her own photo like splayed across so it's a whole it was like a very charming photo series of the two of them if you watch if you look at them my favorite small detail is that kim is always slightly more slightly in front of paris in every photo well it's her brand 
you know exactly and it's like that the whole thing it's very smart of paris to do everybody we've already walked down the road a million times of like oh she was paris's assistant and now she's a bigger star but we we know of lately that they're like closer than ever they're super good friends and this was just like a very savvy way to roll this out and it was so pleasing for an early mid-aughts obsessive like me I will say the the thing about skims that always charms me is like I'm looking at like the Juicy Couture site if they, you know, they like you said, they change, but they're also like go up to like a double X, whereas like we got four X, they go up to four X on skims and that will always be the thing as the big fat lady on the podcast that I care about the most. But that is what it should matter. If you're giving a brand your money, it's like, that is the reason why, of course, like that and good on Kim, but it should also, I think not be, it shouldn't be the, the above and beyond attitude, you know, they're just smart. They were just like, cause I believe the same thing goes for like Chloe. Yeah. And that her stuff goes up. Let's see. I feel like it might even go up a little higher. But yeah, right. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. Um, it, I also like that you can select your fit model on Chloe's site. Ooh. So I'm not used to seeing like thin models because I, I shop in plus sizes. So I like don't even know what thin models look like anymore. And then when I see them, I'm like, oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> how does anyone shop? Yeah, Chloe goes up to 5X. But like, how does anyone shop with these little spindly ladies putting on your clothes that's not what it's gonna look like no if anything it's like one of the things i love the most about uh i'm sure a lot of sites have this now but i the first time i ever saw it was rent the runway had like women who rented that dress would upload photos of themselves in it and since everyone was a normal person renting those dresses it was actually the only time i'd ever really seen that where it was like yeah it would be like hi i'm five four I'm 140. This is how this dress fit me. It was too tight on the boobs. I wish it had been this. And it was really honest because Rent the Runway, it's not the designer's site. You know, it was just like helpful info for other women. And it so it was this really brutally honest thing. And you could look and find women who had like the cl- actual closest body to yours and be yeah. like, oh, that's what that would probably look like on me. You know? Yeah. I mean, although uh, even with these like plus size models, you're like, oh, in real life, you just look like a taller meat right. thick version of a normal like average how we, how we shaped used to lady call, how we spent a lot of years calling j-lo and beyonce curvy <laughs> <laughs> I, my favorite 2000s memory when we were like yes and thank god people are pushing the boundaries of the female body like the curvy endless curves like with this word curvy oh yeah. oh so it's like it's not inaccurate, but you're making it sound like it's a whole different like ball game. <laughs> it just is also like, oh, a bunch of women that are all five one and ninety eight pounds. Anyways, um, last one in the world of wearing things. Oh, um, this was a kind of a big one. Courtney, who does not hit the news that much. Courtney uh, made it onto the news on our little news list because she posted a pic today or not today, a couple days ago, looking cute. And I didn't actually notice it at first, but she had a cute little baseball cap on and it was kind of hard to read, but it said vote Kanye. And which, of course, it's her brother-in-law. But, you know, anybody that's been following the family, they've been doing a lot of outreach about voting 
um, and you know, all the info and know your, make your voting plan. So, uh, I saw this one, Tyler Oakley, who's like, you know, giant YouTube star. He posted it. He, I think he reposted a screenshot of it and said, this is so embarrassing at Courtney Kardashian support progressive Democrats down ballot, especially in swing States. I mean, it's very funny because Kim has not come out in support of Kanye. Right. Other than that, she supports him as a human. So, like, there is something with Courtney and Kanye where they have this little bond where they're like, we're the smart ones. Yes. (laughs) They, like, truly are like, we get each other. And I think she truly, like, does not think about things on that. Because she's like, I don't watch the news. I don't do this. And you're like, absolutely. Well, you might want to occasionally. Well, so yeah, literally she, she's the only member of the family to, if you count that as public support, that she is technically the only one because even Kim only retweeted his announcement with the American flag. Um, And just, you know, he, his name only appears on the ballot in 12 States, but he's asking people to write in. Yes. Um, it's, it's definitely, I was watching meet the press this morning and it's like, they were talking about how compared to like 2016, there really is no third party that anyone's like scared about like a Jill Stein. Um, and some of the ones who like did actually splinter more seriously. Um, so I don't know that our worst fears as far as like Kanye's run have like come to fruition, but Courtney really stepped in it. I mean, I mean, so tell me, I tell me about this Dave Letterman one. Uh, you know, here's my biggest regret. One of our listeners, I forget when it was, it must've been like very early this year or yeah. Sometime like before pre pandemic sent me a DM being like, I have an extra ticket to this taping of David Letterman uh, with Kim Kardashian. And I was like, I saw it too late. And I was like, ah, Oh my God. So I didn't go, but Kim was on my next guest needs no introduction with David Letterman. Have you watched any of those? I've never watched it. Um, I watched the Kanye one recently and it's a bit frustrating, but David Letterman is such a great interviewer. He, he really can, he pushes people and then he can sense when he's pushed too far and he like knows how to back off. Yeah. But he's, you know, very clearly a a super progressive older man. And he is making it very clear that he is not a fan of Donald Trump. And so he asked her, you know, basically he asked her, it's really funny. He has a really like cockamamie way of asking her. I have to find this. He, it's so funny the way he asked. He, he, so he talking about her, helping with Trump's image by having so many meetings at the White House to help with prison reform. And he asked her, but do you feel that what is being done on behalf of sentencing reform now via this current administration in any way allows the balance of democracy back in the corridor of viability? Whoa. And she says, well, I have no idea what you just said. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't watched it yet. I need to. (laughs) uh, I, I like rereading it. I like understand it, but that is, that is a dense way to ask. I mean, how dare he ask her that? Like, I don't understand what it means. Like that. Okay. What you feel? What is being done? He's trying to ask, like, do you think that, what he's doing for sentencing reform that or what they're doing 
allow like assuming he's saying the balance of democracy is not existent is this like a are they lending towards like an actual balance of democracy is this like the trump administration actually pushing towards away from fascism and towards democracy um with like actions like these that's yeah, how i read it but again i i'm fucking guessing. well she is so smart because i'm sure she, i'm sure you could glean that like the idea that I, like i would have are said you make is thing. this making it viable like yeah. is this kind of action like does it make him a viable democratic right candidate right. and she says i have no idea what you mean and then it's just like you know i i'm just grateful for this administration and i'm going to be working with multiple hopefully multiple administrations going forward like she is making it very clear i am not going to say a word about him smart oh yeah she says trust me everyone called me and said don't you dare step foot in that white house or your reputation is done we gotta watch this i i i'll say this you see the criticism coming at kim every single day every single day about like the stuff that like her husband does with trump or that she's met with trump and like she's very much painted as like a trump ally i do not think she is because if she were, she would just say it. She fucking stumped for Hillary last time. She didn't yes. have a problem saying that. If she, she would just say it, if she's like involved. But I think her not saying it is her being like, I'm not saying anything. And that like is it. That speaks the volumes to me. Yeah. Because if she does say, I don't like what he does. And I think he's like a horrible president. Does anyone respect her? No. Fuck people who are like, you should do this. And you like, you don't respect them. What are you talking about, Kim and Kanye? Yeah. You do not respect them as people who are leading society. It's sort of like getting mad at Kirstiality. It's like, <laughs> you don't respect them. What are you talking about? It doesn't matter what they say or do. You don't give a shit. Why are you screaming at these people who Kim is not saying any? She's like, you know, she, but like people are like, use your platform. It's like, she does use her platform and you don't even know what she does, what she uses it for. Right. So how effective is it if you're screaming at her about this when you don't even know that literally she has sold her soul to work, you know, yeah. to get people's lives back like a Trojan horse mentality, I think more, you know, yeah. and like, people don't have to like it. But I think that's kind of the whole point is that, like, I don't think she really gives a fuck, you know, yes. like that's the whole point of like Kim in this era is that like. We know that it doesn't hurt her brand. And so she's going to continue like spinning all these plates at once as long as she can. You know? Yeah, I mean, and she's, you know, I I think she's not far off from uh, her own political. Oh, yeah. Yeah. These answers know. are very well done from a she, political POV. <laughs> she like fucking dodges and she bobs and weaves and she gets right out of the line of fire. And then he like he understands and he's like, all right, well, uh, he literally says, I'm grateful for what you're doing, but it doesn't make me feel any better about the current administration. Basically, what he lands on is like, I think you're a great person regardless yeah. i mean that's a cool conversation that's a cool way to have a conversation about differing views you know i especially think it's like she knew what she was going in there for after watching him with kanye oh yeah like and he, uh in the kanye interview kanye's talking about why he's friends with donald trump and how like people can't tell him what to do and it's like you know and he's not speaking like a crazy person per se you know he's talking very 
uh, he's he's really articulating what he feels about it. And then Dave says, who did you vote for? And he says, I didn't vote. Then Dave goes, then you don't get to say any of any of this. And the audience like erupts. And that like you could tell, like really fucking stung Kanye. And he was like, all right, that's yeah. He's like, that's how it is. But then like you see them like getting along. So like he I'm maybe who who knows when what when what was filmed. But like Kanye dresses, he brings him into his home and dresses him with his own clothing. And it's very cute to watch David Letterman like get dressed up and and he like gives him some shoes and he's like, are you going to keep those shoes? And he's like, I don't really think I am. He's like, you might want to. Those are going to be very expensive one day. <laughs> he's like, those might put a kid through college. <laughs> oh, my God. So I don't know. I love David Letterman um, as someone who has evolved throughout the years. Yeah, that's a very good way to put it. Um, oh, I got to watch. So much to watch when I'm done with Potomac. I mean, you're caught up though, right? Are you going to go back to the archives? I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back. Um, Oh yeah. I just threw this picture in here because I wanted to talk about it because it made me laugh really hard. I had not caught this, but this week Kim posted this like very sexy photo um, of herself. If this was a couple days ago and it's her wearing this like beautiful backless dress and like facing the wall and it it has this like the dress i don't know if it's built in or what it is but it has this like red sequiny or like diamondy thong um and it's just like a very cool photo and she says wow at matthew m williams congratulations on your first Givenchy official collection it is such a beautiful collection i can't wait to wear the looks you've sent so it's like this gorgeous photo of her and it is kind of a weird thing it's like this really blank wall and then somebody caught that if you look in the bottom left there's like this huge chunk of hair (gasps) (laughs) that's great it's just like a huge chunk of hair that clearly got cut off of whatever wig and they like left it fully in frame in this very sexy photo and guys go look at it it's just a fun little easter egg why is that very fun pile of hair just a little like sliver of hair (laughs) just a last minute they were like you know chris appleton was like hang on and then snipped it and then they were rushing and nobody moved this like six inches of dead hair sitting next to her while she's like pushing her butt out looking it hot looks as hell. like just like one extension right yeah, yeah. <laughs> truly made me laugh um all right these pictures of kylie and travis scott being yeah, just not that clearly a couple there. yeah i just it's like you know these two uh, like we're so surprised we don't know what's up with these two as if she didn't hide her pregnancy for a year you know like that's kylie's deal we do know what's up don't we am i confused do i just assume they're back together but they haven't made a statement am i like lost or maybe they i think they just haven't confirmed it right i think it's they've been like so back together for like this I think we've assumed that, but according to like, like this is in Us Weekly. Yes. And so I think according to the arbiters, your Us Weeklies and your yes. people, they're technically not. But I think we've known the entire quarantine they've been together. Yeah, she pulled uh, a real Chloe, whatever. She a Chloe. But yeah, they, they posed for some, also with some photos in Matthew Williams's collection, like uh, they have no clumps of hair next to each other. They were um, smart. They checked the floor. They checked the floor. But yeah, it's just her and Travis wearing these like high fashion outfits. And Kendall's um, up in Matthew Williams' 
uh, Instagram as well, I oh. noticed, but she's a legitimate model, so it's different. <laughs> Good burn. <sighs> Speaking of Kendall, I think that's it. Should we get to the episode? Let us do it. Um, so we have like two storylines. COVID's part of every storyline, so like I'm going to have to just count it as its own yeah, thing. Meshed. Yeah, it's not not its own thing, but uh, yeah, as part of like the greater story being told. So we okay. have sister fight, and then we have baby moon. Should we just go to baby moon because sister yeah. fight's fun and we yeah, can yeah. end on it? Yes, I love it. I love it. Um, All right. So we got Malika. She's ready to pop. This is still early days of COVID, it seems. So we know that Malika and OT are sort of not. They're they're being they're being distant with each other. Is that what is that how she put it? Yes, I will say the headline for all of this, all of Malika's storyline this season regarding OT and this baby, is I mean it gets a little less this as this, as this episode goes on, but it is like her words at this point in the episode are like so carefully chosen. It's like exhausting, you yes. know, like whatever they were not we're supposed to know or whatever they have decided to not talk about. So it is this like, talk about like political, like it is like these very strange descriptions and words, like to just sort of like make it make sense. But you're like, well, what, what's going on though? Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, well, she puts it, you know, they're not together. And so Chloe's like basically playing surrogate baby father to Malika and taking her on a, a baby moon. They're going to be driving somewhere so that because Malika's like ready to go any day now and Chloe wants to make this a trip to remember and for some reason it's Morongo and I I I can only assume that Morongo pays Malika right I it finally occurred to me I think both things are true in that like I was like what Morongo so for anyone who doesn't know if you drive out to Palm Springs from LA on the 10 you pass a very big in the middle of nowhere off in the desert you pass before palm springs a huge casino with like outdoor pools it looks like a vegas hotel called morongo and it's a casino hotel uh and lots of, there's like concerts and stuff there i've never been we have friends who've been uh but it's it's just yeah it's like a casino hotel and uh, I'm. It looks f nice. It's always sounded fine. But it was the last place I would have guessed that Malika would ask to spend her baby moon. And so then, at so and she clearly we see later she like knows it really well. So I do think that she does did choose it, and they paid a lot of money. Yeah, it's so. I mean, Morongo is not a place I've ever been, but I've passed it and thought, why is it all by itself out there? That's weird. <laughs> well, it's like it's a smoky casino you know yeah. like it's like it's not like a dingy and gross necessarily but it's like you know it's a smoky casino and then it has like pools and and i think nice hotel rooms and stuff too um so it was just like a huge surprise yeah <laughs> it's like what morongo <laughs> so uh we have a a group scene with kim chloe scott they call malika malika's talking about she's got a test kim's like a COVID test because that's all it's on her brain scott coughs <laughs> then they talk about this dumb like breathe in and count to 10 if you can count to 10 and hold your breath you're fine but oh. just remember those days when that's yes. what we believed time travel it's so much of this 
watching the the COVID storyline unravel and there is like it's too brutal because it's like oh you just can't the the lack of awareness of what's around the bend you know it's yeah like, oh remember when I remember when I just worked in an office and we joked about washing our hands and singing happy birthday seven months ago uh-huh uh-huh and you know kim's talking about how the preschool people are talking about not bringing the kids to preschool so like just yeah it just feels ancient right ancient is exactly the word <laughs> it feels like also i love that like scott's, scott's coughing and like all chloe can do is like glare <laughs> <laughs> i remember i have such a very specific memory like my last my second to last improv show was ask had it used to be sunset and I was in the green room and one of the guys coughed and he goes, don't worry, it's just allergies. And I go, well, you don't know that now, do you? Nobody did. And people said that in my office. And I, I was like, shut up. You don't well, know. And then I like a friend of mine was like, well, you're always really mean to him. I was like, I stopped being mean. I was that's I was right. We don't know. <laughs> you can't just be like, <coughs> don't worry, it's allergies. Like, we don't know. Well, also regardless everybody being anxious is valid at that time now too you know and that it's like (laughs) Tim and I were in a bakery and we were like in line and it was like really staggered line really far apart but so at the very end you like step inside the little bakery and then then there was like a couple people up at the counter ordering and this is recently yeah and we were like talking and then all of a sudden I was like what are you gonna get in this and then he was gone i like turn my head and I, he was gone and i look and he's running outside and i like and but i could see from his face that i was like oh he had to either had to cough or sneeze and he oh. like and i was like oh no what's gonna happen and then I, we got up to the line and he and he made it back in time and he was like i truly was about to let out like the biggest sneeze and you just said can't you can't be in a public place and do that and not like let rightfully let everybody like yeah panic, you know yeah it's just the way it goes now. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, watching them like just barely start to get their heads around it is like so brutal. It feels like they're going to make us endure this for a long time. They're fake news stories. The spread of COVID is reaching cities. <laughs> yeah. So then we have the pre-Baby Moon lunch. Malika, Khadija, Dominique, Ashley, and Chrissy. Ashley and Chrissy don't really get... They get their own like... Uh, like Dominique gets her own like Chiron and then like then they're like and Ashley and Chrissy uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know why they don't get the star treatment man. No. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> um, so we hear a story about Chloe well they're talking about Khadija's nails being short and Khadija's like yeah I'm gonna get in there and then Chloe's like then Malika tells a story about how Chloe saved True from a pomegranate seed up yes, her nose this was so weird <laughs> She had to just like stick her pinky finger up a child's nose. That still seems dangerous. Yeah. So was she saying that her long nails saved True? Yes, because she was able to reach up True's nose. Well, I mean, that is a constant. I mean, these women are nail shamed so much as moms. uh, And I get it. It's confusing. But it is really I, I thought that was interesting that like the, the nail conversation obviously is like a nail person, uh, how it works with like, yeah, with little kids. Like, yeah, 
I mean, I've always kept my nails very, very short when I babysitting because you're like, oh, it's so bad when you're like, I scratched a baby. Yes. Like it just if nothing else, then yeah, then your own lack of like just non-liability, you know, yeah. nothing feels worse than like scratching a kid. But yeah. they, I mean, hashtag show the nannies, most importantly. Yeah. But also they make it work, obviously. But um. But yeah, this was the part that um, th- this sentence was more what I meant where like Malika's talking about OT and is like, well, also just the way she's always like my son's father. And she's like, we've agreed to co-parent and bring our son into yeah. a loving environment. Like just these very uh, carefully chosen words, you know, yeah. that you can tell it's like they've put a lot of thought into how they were going to like relay this, you know? Yeah. Now, <clears throat> there's another part of the scene that I didn't like where it's Dominique talking about her epidural wearing off. Yes. Why do women do this? <laughs> I tell someone the, the worst story possible. I've watched women do this. I've watched <sighs> women do this to like in person to pregnant friends. I've I've watched friends do it to other pregnant friends. This is like, a I've post, watched strangers do it. Yeah, it's a post like birth conversation absolutely no one's saying that women shouldn't get into the nitty-gritty of like i love that shit like talk about it get talk about what it was really like you don't don't hide it like if you want to share it share it but the idea of like the amount that women three days three days before someone gives birth you know and that like it is I remember a friend of ours telling me that like literally in line at like a coffee shop, a woman started to tell her, her like birth story. Like, Oh my God. She was about to pop. And it was just like, and I, you know, there's a lot, there's, you've like, you have this, I I feel like it is almost sometimes just like a trigger, you know, you've gone through for a lot of women trauma and you see a woman and you it's like it's probably coming out before you even think you know you're you have a reason i would have a version of that just talking about weddings after i got married because you've like accumulated so much useless information and then you're like yes well the thing is is the outside vendors well you have to sign your contract by this day and you've like filled your brain with such useless garbage that when you feel the opportunity to like barf it you're you can't stop yourself yeah i get like Cause I've definitely like told pregnant friends, like birth stories of other friends where it's like a good story. Yes. Like, a good story. Is but like, great. not like, Oh, it feels like someone's scratching your insides out. Like what? No, Why? get out of here. Dominique, 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 you've barely arrived and we don't care for you. <laughs> and then we found out that <laughs> our sweet Malika goes to Morongo once a year. <laughs> Sweet Malika. Sweet um, angel. <laughs> okay. So we're on the road. <laughs> Khadija's glad that, that they're finally having babies. She's ready for them to catch up with her. Someone sneeze. Mm-hmm. That's a big freak out. Yep. And it's so funny because Chloe says something and it's like so incorrect. She's like, well, you got to wash your hands because, you know, you get it through your hands. And I was like, these were dark days. Wrong. Wrong. It's wrong. funny to like sit in a car with someone who sneezes and then be like, well, just got to wash when your hands you get there. And then you're just breathing it or you're all just breathing it in and praying for her to wash her hands. Uh, also, no Ma- Malika's like scared of going to the hospital because of all the hospital germs. It's like you're going to a casino, honey. <laughs> I know this is what was killing me. You a think casino? a casino is going to be cleaner than a hospital? Honey. A casino over a hospital. It, I had the same thought. It made me laugh so hard. Oh, it, these women are wild. This is the This is like a truly wild storyline. A baby moon with friends 
which is sweet and wonderful. There's no judgment there. But at Morongo <laughs> at, during COVID is like, like one of the weirdest things I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Like I, I could see like, let's go back to Chris's house. I know we yes. just shot there, but let's go and have like staff like wait on us. Cause at least then it's like only so many people. But I, I was baffled and it's not to drag Morongo. It's just unexpected for a baby moon yeah. is what I would say. But they're, then, uh, but yeah, we get the whole thing where they're talking about, oh, you have to sing the happy birthday song. They're all sharing all this info like we all did in February. Uh, and then I Not did like February yet. Was it? Is that when? I guess it was. I'm, I was guessing it was like, had to be right. Like, because that that's when I remember having those conversations was like end of February. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe just starting to have them. Because I remember like having meetings in March, though. Like I had things well, on the books up until the 10th baby March well, yeah. 10th was when I was like all right I guess I don't do things anymore well that's how I feel so so yeah maybe it was the beginning of March then because the baby yeah. was born on March 16th yeah okay that all tracks then that makes sense yeah so yeah they're in the middle of this stuff uh yeah. I and there was a moment in the car where I was like these women are so different from me because <laughs> Chloe asks if she's going to wear that hair when she gives birth. Oh yeah. This conversation was wild. <laughs> and then her, she's like, I'm going to have Chrissy come right after they give me the epidural to do my glam. And I was like, huh? For the photos. Right. I mean, it makes it, uh, it tracks. It makes sense. And then I was just like, I'm not this. I'm that's not who I No, I'm not this kind of a person. <laughs> it's just not me. It's why they're fascinating. It's why they're fascinating. The but, idea that you are in a group of multiple women where that's all like, oh, yeah, that's what I did. Is that what you did? You know, and like that, like uh, that's what's fascinating. Why it's such a watchable show. Now, my sister did put lipstick on before they took the first picture of her with her baby. She goes, oh, can you give me my lipstick real fast? I so mean, like it's not like I don't know women like this. I'm just not this way. <laughs> <laughs> And then another funny moment was when Malika was like, oh, you have to go through the front. The diver goes negative. <laughs> We're going around the back. And then Khadijah's like, we have a Khloe Kardashian. And Khloe's like, why are you going to bring my name into it? I was like, she's embarrassed. <laughs> but like, yeah, it is because of her. Like, of like course. Malika's they- like, where's the front door? What are we doing? And <laughs> Khloe's like, I don't want to make a big deal about this, guys. But- <laughs> I love that moment because it is like what you most hope that like if a bunch of like non-famous women are hanging out with Khloe Kardashian and they're her friends and she loves them but that they're like okay and they like get the fucking VIP shit and it's like yeah that's how that goes especially at a casino like casinos are so used to doing like I'll never forget for Aubrey's little sister's birthday her 21st birthday we went to Vegas and like we wanted a cabana like a day club and so Aubrey's like I'm gonna go talk to some guy and so like we like stood there waiting so that she could get like her free cabana and she's like I just promised to like Instagram it and not get it for free oh my god like with security detail and everything though what a dream oh I want it I want it give it to me a cough cough that's it that's how it starts. Mm. You're real test- Scott. I got tested on Friday and I'm safe. Well, um, it's Sunday. It's Sunday. <laughs> the tests don't last that long. <laughs> the tests stop being accurate the moment after you get them. 
That's fair. So Isn't that at, scary? That's it's terrible. <laughs> it's it's a short lived high, but it is nice. It's not like uh like if you got like a HIV test where you're like, I don't have it, so if I'm not having unprotected sex, I'm good. Right. It's just the like, second you step out into the world, it becomes like a moot point, basically. <laughs> yeah. If you're like within proximity of another human, you're like, Well, I don't yeah, know now. It's like if you get it, like the way it feels is like you get the notification on your phone and you get this like wave of like, hell yeah. And then you're like, okay, well, <laughs> oh, I know. Like I was like, hell yeah. And then I was like, I did have a doctor's appointment the day before. So it wouldn't have shown up on the test. Then oh yeah. Went, it's like, so yeah, too much it's, math. It's not, All right. it, it's not that valid, but it uh, feels nice. <laughs> so we're at Morongo. I love this cute moment where Chloe's like, can you not skip? Like there's a whole like storyline of Chloe being very overprotective of Malika. And I'm like, yeah, I don't think you should be bouncing up and down <laughs> days before you give birth, unless you're trying to go into labor. Right. But like we find out she is like three hours away from her. Right. Do you want to have Cedars. your baby at, you want to have your baby at Morongo? <laughs> <laughs> the Palm Springs hospital. Yeah. Which I'm sure I mean, is you, lovely. I'm sure it's great. Yeah. Um, so then, yeah, they're like in the room and all kind of ha- hanging out and chilling. <laughs> and Chloe's basically like, so what are we going to do? We can put on our pajamas. We can cozy up and snuggle. And Malika's like, oh, we're going down to the casino. Yeah, <laughs> she's like, I want to gamble. She's like, we're gonna and we're gonna dress up. We're gonna do cute this one last time, guys. And so Chloe's <laughs> like, I didn't bring. And honestly, I thought she was lying. She literally wore that sweatshirt when she walked in the door until she she never took it off. No, she did. I don't think any of those women brought cute clothes. Like I think they. It, I I I don't think that that was a fake. I think that was super real. Like I think that Chloe and those women thought they were like doing a cute thing in the hotel hotel room and then we're like oh we're going out in morongo oh okay and malika is wearing like this silk dress gorgeous like but it's a like gorgeous sl- silk like a uh, slip like a slip dress see the baby moving in it you know like it yes. is thin <laughs> It's amazing. Uh, and Chloe's like, I guess I just thought we were troop Beverly Hillsing it up and like snuggling. Malika's <laughs> like, no, get dressed. I, I, I don't co-sign Malika. I'm, I'm sorry. So then we find out that some girl has DM Malika 40 minutes mm, ago mm. and it is a screenshot of OT talking in some other girl's DMs and <sighs> And Chloe's immediate like, well, don't don't respond. And she's like, oh, I already did. I wrote back. Not my man. Not my problem. And Chloe's like, you really don't need to do that. And she's like, and then can you just like tell her what you did? Tell her what you posted in her stories. Tell her what you did. <sighs> oh God, it's so funny that I don't. I didn't write it down exactly what she wrote in her stories. She was basically. I didn't write it down either. But it was basically like, don't tell me about what my baby's father is up to. I don't need to know. Like I'm it's single. He's I'm single. single. Keep it to yourself. Um, and it was like a, bu- like it was funny. It was like being, it was like jokey tone. Like it wasn't angry, but it was basically like, yeah, it was it, like not yeah. my business. And if it is, 
keep it to yourself or something. Or like, I'll find out anyway or something like that. Yeah. But yeah, she put it in her stories and all the women are like, what are you talking about? And then she's like, and I sent it to OT. Yeah. And then she like was like, you better watch out. You're in up on these blogs. She's cute though. LOL. And I was like, oh gosh, it's so funny. She frames it as like, I'm looking out for him because these bitches he's with, they DM me. And it's like, they don't care about you. They're just trying to get you in trouble. And it's like, Oh, honey, uh, what is what is this is tough. This is tough that he's put you in this position, though. I mean, this is it's like and you do start to feel her like emotion like rise yes. at the end. Like she's being funny and joking about it. And then she's like, I'm too hormonal for this shit. You hear her voice. You hear her voice crack. You're like, she's going to cry. But then she like makes not make sure not to cry. But like, I mean, can you imagine you're nine uh, months pregnant? You're having a baby moon in a casino hotel room <laughs> but you're happy to be there because you like that casino but uh <laughs> and you're and you're like there with girlfriends who love you but then like you, all the work it takes to just appreciate that to not compare it to other women's experiences and then you're like also fielding dms about your the the father that you're not with like you, you ne- can never escape it you know i know there is no way to like get the message out to people but strangers who are famous do not want to hear from strangers. <laughs> I know it seems confusing because you're like, I know so much about them because I like, I follow them and they're always posting and like, they're on a show I like, and like I've read they, an article, but their that's, job is to make us think that they want to know us and that they are like us in any way. Yeah. But like, just, that's not like I, I like, feel like true. there should be like a PSA to be like, don't DM people you don't know. Don't DM people you don't know. To but tell he- them something that could be hurtful. I think that's the key piece because we get people who message us about this podcast and sometimes it is like truly the most like joyful or interesting. Yes, or so just nice. Like, it's like it's but it is like a strange impetus to message people like hurtful hateful things directly yes (laughs) it's so funny because i'm like you know good friends with nicole buyer and she gets a lot of stuff where people be like i don't think you're funny it's like why the fuck would someone ever write that why write that like you don't think she's funny well that's rude but also like she's sitting on money she's sitting on it because she is funny you're incorrect (laughs) you don't think she's funny and she is sitting on the money that you don't think she deserves then maybe you just don't know what you're talking about it just and maybe she's just not for you people don't accidentally get famous though it's like it takes a lot of work even if you don't if it's not for you fine it's not for you but like that's that's the thing it's like it's just you can admit that something or somebody isn't for you yeah and you don't have to ever see them now you can mute them admit it in your heart though you don't have to admit it to them (laughs) it's just so strange and like yeah you see this like real woman you know who's like sitting there and like interacting with a stranger about like whatever this shitty dude in her life who at least from my pov is like hurting her a lot yeah. is like and it's just like man yeah leave just leave leave a pregnant lady alone leave especially. a pregnant so, lady alone so they we, go down to the casino yes i laughed so hard when someone asked if they were playing blackjack at a roulette table <laughs> yeah. i think it's chloe right she's like is this roulette <laughs> well definitely later she's like this is a blackjack 
what <laughs> it's very funny to me because i'm like there's a wheel guys we see this i mean i don't know a lot about gambling i don't know how to gamble at all but i did know that that was roulette so i've lost big at roulette it's great we <laughs> I, do get like one very i mean chloe is obviously above and beyond the best 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 of friends in this whole episode everything with malika's pregnancy but <laughs> i did much like the way um courtney was last week about the palm springs night you know the like it's not what i would choose but i'm excited for a sister night uh we yeah. really got another one of these from chloe she was like well, it's not my idea of a baby moon, a casino, you know, especially with coronavirus going around. But if she wants to gamble. <laughs> Honestly, like, Chloe, that's very fair, though. You're yes! very fair. It's it's it doesn't seem safe. And then Malika's got a look on her face. She's in so much pain. Now, why are my cats doing this, Jess? One is in a litter box and the other one's attacking it from like saw like sees it in a vulnerable position and then decides to go attack while it's in the litter box that That's is too real too sad i've tried to talk to them about how this is not fair play when someone is going anyway so malika she looks like she's in so much pain and she's talking oh. about how uncomfortable and chloe's like well let's go to the room she's like we're gonna have dinner i oh, want to they... go and have it at the restaurant Ugh. so she doesn't want to chill. She no, you can chill. see on like Chloe's face and all the girls, it's this thing of like, okay, as anyone would be if their friend was like nine months pregnant and in pain. She says she's having shooting pains and is like determined to keep this night going. And they're yeah. like, okay. And they don't want to like tell her what her business is, but they're like, honey, this could get, this could go south fast. Then we, but it is, then we end up at, she, she, she wants to keep playing games and she wants to have dinner in the restaurants. Then they go to the restaurant. Now this was really cute. This was very <laughs> sweet scene. Malika <laughs> starts recommending what's good on the menu. <laughs> she, when she you knows. think you, if you think you know a menu at your favorite restaurant, I hate to break it to you. You don't know shit. Malika knows this menu top to bottom. Oh, She's God. like everything it's like it's like the dip is good oh yeah the oysters are good oh you know what the and one by one by one pretty much reads the entire menu and they're all like how much do you come here it was so sweet she's so good natured like this I even know. though like she's playing fast and loose with like her own her own health but <laughs> she is so good natured and sweet that she's like so uh, adoring of this like sweet little waiter yeah and then she's like how long do you have to wait till you start dating and someone's like six weeks someone else like two weeks as soon as you can have sex you can date and i was like oh god <laughs> what a complicated thing to, to be thinking of yeah she's and she she's really in her i think it's in her confessional or she's like look you know i never thought i would be single and pregnant like this isn't how I imagined this like blessing I think she calls it to come yeah. into my blessing to come into my life but and it is you know there's you can tell there's for all the joy that there's a lot of pain there and it is a difficult situation yeah with an incredible bright side um but that that's tough it's tough yeah. and not to mention it's just it's tough for every woman at this part of of the deal you know, when you are like, hey, you have everything exactly how you dreamed it would be. It, this is a tough moment in in pregnancy and, and the whole thing and in just life. So it's like you're I do think we're getting like a much more vulnerable, visible Malika than we tend to even get on the show. And for her to even 
do this storyline, you know, is really brave, I think. To be Look, totally honest, I think it's super brave. She was, this is when she was selling clear blue easy. She was, yes. she realized she was about to be a single mother and she was cashing. She was lining up checks to cash. Absolutely. And so she, Chloe was like, you want to get a storyline on the show? She's like, I would love to. Morongo's going to give me a big old fatty fat. And she's like, all right, <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. Um, now, a really cute part of the scene is when Khadijah at the end screams, we're all getting a baby. Yeah. Oh, it was so sweet. She's Women. so excited. Friends are, man. Yeah. And really, this is the stuff. Really makes my heart melt. And then they wrap it up the next day. <laughs> Chloe's freaking out because Malika's still in pain and she's drinking coffee. And they're like, stop drinking coffee. She's like, I don't want to drink. I want to drink what I want to drink. And then <laughs> I think about how annoying she's going to be in labor. Uh, and then she like does an impression. She's like, I hope I look like Chloe when did when she was in labor. Because they'll they start talking about how like she doesn't want OT to see like below the waist and like see her push the baby out. And so they're all like put talking about how like, no, he doesn't get to no, he stays above behind the shoulders. And then she's like, oh, I hope I look like Chloe did and does this like serene <laughs> face, which I kind of remember. Like she never. Yeah. But I mean, I assumed we just saw like, you know, an edited for TV birth face. Yeah. And like it sounds like Chloe's. I mean, but remember what Chloe's birth experience was, you know, it, Who, yeah. what Tristan's in the room. Kim's in the room pretending, making the gesture of slitting his throat because we, we had just found out the day like, before oh my god what a nightmare oh yeah. what so Chloe. i'm i'm Ugh. sure like the bond between these two and like the un the, the non-traditional births and experiences that they're experiencing uh experiences they're experiencing um i, I mean they're just obviously bonded for life and their relationship makes me really happy uh malika is just adorable like she just is love very her. very sweet i love her so much all right. Sister and then she fight. says, she says, oh, sorry. Uh, she, last thing she's like, I feel like I went out with a bang. <laughs> I know. Oh, she's so, and, and they're, they're like, like oh, oh, we're so happy. Oh, you liked your weird little casino night. Yay. Yay. <laughs> okay. Sister fight. Sister fight. Um, all right. So we have this cold open. It's at the pool. They are recapping Chloe. I mean, Courtney is walking around with just a, a, so cheeks. much ass cheeks cakes for days <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot it's a lot for a family hang we talked about it last week and i still was not prepared for the yeah. butt to be out immediately at the top of the episode i mean i guess if you're gonna be in the sun you want to just like get them buns roasted you want to toast some buns roast right? and toast those buns baby if you got that i mean if you, if got, you got it the buns show the buns show those buns but then yeah we have um Kim and Court basically like comparing notes. It's the next morning. Uh, Kendall slept in Kim's room. Yeah, she was so upset. Oh, that's so sweet. I really sweet. They're sisters. I oh. am so like envious of that sort of one. Everyone having a king size bed so you can just <laughs> pile in. I know. And that like they just there is such like a trust between them, and I think that's why Kendall is so hurt by Kylie behaving yeah. that way. Yeah. And then we find out Kylie has been posting pictures with Stas. And I was like, what? yeah, she didn't, she didn't give a shit. She doesn't care. She doesn't care. I loved hearing Kim point out that that 
like because she's like you know kylie they're like have you talked to kylie no but i did see she posted pics of stoss and it's like come on and i was like yeah like i love that like that you know they're doing a really good job everyone's trying to not take sides clearly uh as this goes on but it is like you know i think we all know how everybody feels and it is like yeah that fucking sucks (laughs) yeah and like in the next scene in the bedroom it's like the recap you can always tell when they're doing a voiceover because you're like that's not what they were talking about in the room yeah then chloe is like you know there was just a lot of tension building and you know it just sort of overflowed and people were drinking remember though kendall wasn't drinking she wasn't That's, drinking and which we finally get a little nod to later when Kylie talks about it, but it's still like not really being like, uh, that's really important that in a fight between three people, one person was dead ass sober and two people uh, were hammered, you know, which is, it's not a judgment on being hammered, but that's an important detail as you like, as you assess what's happened. Yes. It's not like, well, they would never do that. It's like, well, maybe they would when they're drunk. Uh, And then they didn't like that. Corey told her to STFU. (laughs) Yeah, that's this this whole storyline is exposing a lot of I think well hidden rough edges about Corey how Corey yes. sits in this family yep. with these women. And I think I hope we get more of it because it's like, I mean, yeah, that's that's what I'll say. I'm like, mm, this is a lot more complicated. Yeah. Than I thought. I, and it's even framed, you know, that sisters can get over it. But if you're not a sister, it's not as easy to get over. And right. it's like, yeah, Corey's in the middle of this. And like and I think the women are saying, like, it's not cool. We don't yeah. like that. Like, Kylie, we're not going to get like picking sides about Kendall and Kylie. But we've definitely chosen our side when it comes Absolutely. to Corey. Yeah. Absolutely. And that I they can't like blame them. feel bad because Kendall does have anxiety and stuff. So that makes it worse for her to like experience yeah. that. And then they're like, I feel bad that Chris is in the middle of it. And I was like, I don't feel bad that Chris is in the middle of it because Chris wouldn't be in the middle of this if she had boundaries. Yes, exactly. And as the episode goes on, it's like Chris feels sorry for herself about it. And it's like, I don't feel bad for you. Like, yeah. and, and guess what? If you bring your partner into these women's lives, like you are responsible. Like nothing makes me crazier than that attitude of like, I'm not responsible for him. And, you know, like Courtney used to do that a lot with Scott back in the day, you know, even when we were watching Miami, you know, it's like, I'm not responsible for him. I'm not responsible for him. And it's like, that person is there because of you. They can be <laughs> responsible. They're responsible first. But you are also a part of this. You are a part of this. Yeah, it's like bringing a horse into someone's house and being like, I'm not (laughs) responsible for the damage that horse did. I'm I'm my person and there's a horse. It's like, well, yeah, but you brought the fucking horse here. (laughs) (laughs) And and that is the difference between family and 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 not family. But um, but yeah, and it's and it's like they're like, they haven't seen Kendall that upset like in years and that's clearly a really big deal oh well Um, and that she hasn't had a fight like that with kylie in years too yeah so next scene is at chloe's house with kim scott chloe and scott is like i cannot believe i missed this (laughs) fight i know he's bummed oh i i like to think that he would have he actually would have done what Corey couldn't do absolutely he would have he would have handled it uh well because he gets them if he weren't, if he were drinking, maybe it's a whole, maybe he would have just oh. shoved money in Kendall's mouth and told her to shut up. <laughs> would have shoved a hundred dollar bill in her mouth. Uh, but Absolutely. I think s- sober Scott would have been like, it's not a thing to worry about. Like, yeah. 
I'll no. handle it. We'll get a helicopter. Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> I'll figure it the fuck out. And then we find out Kendall doesn't think anyone's on her side. And then we find out she's right. No one wants to get involved because they're terrified of Kylie. That's that's what it is. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but he, yeah. And then, you know, we get this sort of line from Scott. <laughs> this line made me laugh because it is hard to explain, like, what his relationship is to the family at, at this point. And it's like, so because you, no, someone would normally say at the start of this sentence, in all the years I've been with Courtney, my partner, you know, which is why I'm talking about her sisters, but he's not, hasn't been for a long time, has these totally separate relationships with them. So he says, in all the years I've been with the girls, <laughs> is like how he describes why he, like, because he's talking about like they fight a lot as sisters and it escalates and they have to find better ways to communicate and it's like a problem. But I was just like truly laughing at this, like, all the years I've been with the girls. Holy shit. <laughs> Jess, this is modern day little women and he is Lori. <laughs> I have never put it together before. Marmy <laughs> is up there. Daddy's <laughs> away at the war. You know, we have people out here trying to help the, you know, uh, Beth is out there trying to help people. That's Courtney with getting rid yes. of toxic chemicals yes. in your makeup. Oh my gosh, he is Laurie and Joe is Courtney. <laughs> Joe don't give a shit about anybody. You know, Joe's living her own life. <laughs> uh, it doesn't perfectly map, but I like um, it. Uh, but he's like, I think there's a deeper issue behind it. It's like, yeah, I think, I think there is. And uh, not that like that's obvious, but also it's like no one could say what the deeper issue is. And it's a, Kim has said it many times like Chris prefers Kylie now that she makes more money yep it's what we've said we have been saying that like it is and that's why Corey was like fawning all over Kylie coming finally and like it is all rooted I think I think we're right it's all rooted in like though that bank account baby and like what that provides for Chris's life and we've seen it in like our world where it's like you know as we're Hollywood adjacent and in the mix sometimes that like when someone has success on their hands like all of a sudden you're like wow it's crazy how they're so fucking perfect because they're on television (laughs) it's crazy I've never heard you complain about them that's wild (laughs) they're so good is that that's that what an angel here on earth who's also so successful very interesting. interesting oh we were all hanging out and behaving normally and now this one person who's currently on a tv show arrived and everybody is suddenly weird <laughs> yeah cool. or just like not holding people to the same standards and stuff and it's like yeah 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 like we get it like that's that happens it sucks that it happens within their family that's brutal and i'm sure that like we can't even begin to imagine the weird emotional damage that that would cause you know I mean, if you like all of the all of the forever momager damage of like your mom's like livelihood being dependent on you, you also know? like as sick as it sounds like i have always like in the past few years being like God, i just wish if i made more money than my sister maybe they would like me better than her finally <laughs> it's normal it's, it's sick it's sick it's, it's but you're sick it's the capitalist machine, baby. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it's not mm-hmm. your fault. It's not even Kylie's fault. 
It is Maybe her fault. Not, it's it's, <laughs> it's Chris, Chris's it's fault. It's Chris's fault. Absolutely. So the next scene is at Kylie's skin. Chris is in her big office that Kylie has made for her. <laughs> so funny, that office. Kylie walks in. She goes, hi, Mommy June. And Chris says, hi, boo-boo head. And I was like, oh, my God. This I makes wrote, me what? sick. <laughs> makes me sick <laughs> oh just two little peas in a pod oh. don't need the rest of this family for shit <laughs> and Kylie's like why well, have I reached out to her because she thinks she's right and I think I'm right and you know like I was in fun party mode like it's so and- like she's like I would have done I wish she would have talked to me I would have done anything I know it's like it's just this like uh it's what Kendall said it's like deflecting and like diminishing it and invalidating like what happened you know and that like yeah I think and happy party mode definitely is like code for like I was hammered you know yeah um is as how I heard it I also think it's a little bit like I was having fun I don't know why she was being that way right and like like they said in the first scene uh, with the sis- other sisters it's like it wasn't really about the car ride stuff. Like it was about whatever was brewing that whole day and night and maybe before and maybe parts that we'll never know. But yeah. like it definitely was not like they were cool and getting along and having fun. And then there was this crazy snap in yeah. the car about the cars. It was like, no, Kendall didn't come to inside to the show. Like something they'd had the fight about the outfit. Something was going on. Yeah. Um, but it is like, and Chris is like really dismissive and is like, the whole thing is silly. Uh, and Kylie's like, oh, I love my sister. <gasps> That's again, that reminded me of Corey talking about calling Kendall his Chris's offspring. It yeah. is this distancing language. It's like, yeah. I love my sister. This is family and I love them. She didn't say I love Kylie. I mean, Kendall. Yeah, it is this. It, it's very much the obvious tone. I've watched this on Potomac uh, of like, I want to make, I want to use the tone and the language of apology, but I am not apologizing. Right. And I do not feel bad, but I want it to look like I'm affected and I feel bad. Yeah. But my actual word choice is the, is absolutely defiant and indignant yeah i i love my sister kendall can go fuck herself but i love my sister you know that's like what it's in between the lines also there's such an interesting thing that chris says chris says sometimes we say things we don't really mean when we've had a little too much to drink and i was like but yes kendall didn't drink so that is like the one time that chris sort of like puts the blame on kylie and kylie i don't think i think she clocks it but like is not acknowledging it yeah, and that's Chris being like, look, and I would know. <laughs> I, have, mm-hmm. I have the martini scars to oh, prove it. I've got divorces all over the place <laughs> because of because of the alcohol. <laughs> so then we get to this wild scrapped storyline. <laughs> oh, brother. This storyline got ruined by actual interesting drama, right? <laughs> yes. They're learning to dance the tango. I but watching Corey stretch with his big old butt, he is very flexible. Yes, he came prepared. That butt is limber. <laughs> and by the way, I don't so I don't watch Dancing with the Stars, but this is a huge, huge celebrity. 
uh, Cheryl Burke is like the one of the dance teachers. It, and like this is meant to be clearly, yeah, like you said, like a huge scene. And Artem, uh, I forget, or like Chemerisky. These are like big stars. I believe they're they might i think he might also be from dancing with the stars but these are like two huge 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 people from like the most watched show on television clearly they were like doing a whole thing all together mm-hmm. and the pretense is that you know it's to connect Corey. uh cory wanted to take a tango class and so it was for chris to connect with uh cory was like how yeah, they he feels, sort of set it up he feels she feels bad because of what happened so they're going to connect uh so before they can do their tango lesson Corey gets a call from Kendall and he like shows it to Chris as if he's like asking permission. Yes. Like, should I answer this? And she's like, yeah, go ahead. And then he walks like out of the cameras. Well, he, he paces out, but yeah. So like we find out he's been calling her, but she's been like, quote, un- she said she's working. It's a lot of like, yeah. it's a lot of him setting up like Kendall's the, not on the up and up. So she's calling him back and he's like, hey, Kenny, let's go to the Lakers. I know you love the Lakers. Let's go. And and she's like, actually, we're not doing that. Good for her. Yeah, he was trying to like make it go away. And she's like, no, 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 no. I want to tell you some things about how you behaved. And yes, she really laid it out. I loved this. This made me look. I thought Kendall was a fucking bummer in the Palm Springs episode. Uh, But. And and I we none of us saw what really happened in that car. I think she did get treated poorly from what it sounds like happened. And I loved though that she was like that he was such a fucking pussy that he was like, Oh, I know you love the Lakers. And she was like, I thought you treated me badly. Yeah. Would you like to talk about she's like, I thought we should talk about what happened the other night. And it's like, yes. Yes, we are. We're not going to a fucking Lakers game, you idiot. You treated me like shit. And now we're talking about it. You owe that to me. I was so proud of her. She said, you should have been the adult in the situation. I was like, oops. Oh, I'm so sorry. Actually, (laughs) you're you're an adult, too, honey. Yes. I thought that was really odd. I was like, you are in your 20s. Yeah. Like this (laughs) is a very rich model. (laughs) Yeah. I think you can probably be an adult. You have like a 40 million dollar real estate portfolio. (laughs) Uh, but he, the way he responds, he's so de- he denies everything. He denies yep. getting involved at all. He denies Lies. that he called her name. He said that you called Kylie names. Lies. And then he and he was like, no, that's what you thought. It was in your mind like you you was you were in your mind like you always are. And I was like, this is so classic gaslighting. Like, yes, he was like yes. using her anxiety against her to be like, yes. this is all in you conjured this up this isn't happening it was so it was so mm, like the way the arc of this conversation went i went from like i've never been like hell yeah Corey," but to being like oh Corey is on my fucking list because this was all he had to do was like listen and acknowledge her feelings he could also disagree with her but he comes at her and like is so defensive he's not Mm -hmm. listening to anything she's saying and so it escalates it's classic how not to have this conversation like even if you're fucking furious with someone you can just be like i'm sorry that that's what your experience was she wasn't yelling i didn't think 
yeah, I didn't think that's what happened, but like, I'm that sucks and I'm sorry. But instead, he's like, Kendall, you've been a rude person for years. You've been an asshole when you feel like, and I was like, oh, what? Calls her a rude person and an asshole. And this was all to like, like she called it out herself. She's like, this is deflecting. He doesn't want to have to, he doesn't want to admit to it because then he has to deal with the fact that he said, fuck you. And he's been lying to her mom and saying he yep. didn't say fuck you. Yep. And he doesn't want to be on bad terms because Chris, even though I think she would still, you know, and get like, she would still like enable that or whatever. Like she, I think it's harder to be like, ah, you can't really tell my kids to fuck off, you know? Yes, of course. Oh God. It was so infuriating to watch this like deflection. And he, so he not only can't say sorry, and he's telling her that she like holds grudges, but now he's grudging up every, he's like, you always do this. You never let anything go. You're always tripping. I was like, Oh my God. Classic, classic, like shitty fighting tactics of just like you're the, you're always, and like is meant to like render you defenseless. Cause it's like, what do you say to that? I'm not like, they're suddenly so far away from like, what is about like, a couple minutes in a car and like their understanding of what happened and why they are both like hurt or confused or upset. And it's just like, just fucking say like, listen, like, uh, look, I, yeah. Like I, I don't remember it that way. My, my experience was different, but like this sound, you're clearly really angry and upset. And it's just like, they can't, they're not communicating literally at all. Yeah. It's like, but it does expose what we knew, which is like these two did not like each other to begin with. And I feel like Corey is just not giving her any uh, amount of respect at all. He's telling her, you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. That's pretty rough. It's really rough. It's a rough conversation. And then, and and then he like tries to rejoin. (laughs) Yeah. And then Chris is like, I just really don't like being in the middle. And he's like, you know, they fight all the time. This isn't their first rodeo. It has nothing to do with me. This is not, it's over there. Go look over there. That's the problem is over there. It's definitely not me at all. Uh, and I think Chris had this line. I didn't write. She was like, this line made me, this is the most classic Kardashian gaslight non this is like just the exact ethos she goes i feel really bad for kendall that she's so upset i was like chris fucking jenner like don't say anything at all that is nothing that is the like the classic i'm sorry you're upset Mm -hmm. is that's what i mean it's like it is the most non-apology bullshit and it makes my blood boil yeah (laughs) i'm sorry that she's i feel really bad it's not even an i'm sorry it's just i feel really bad for kendall it's like i it's too bad kendall's crazy yeah is like what that i hear that as Ooh, it made me mad um so then we have the just moments after the dancing uh they're rehashing it and Corey says something so funny he was like it's fun dancing with her because they don't get a lot of chances to go out night dancing. <laughs> what does that mean? Cause she has sundowners and she can't be out <laughs> after dark. Jess. <laughs> She'll forget where she is. He must put her in bed and watch over her. Oh my God. But uh-huh. the way he talks about their conversation, he's like, that conversation went nowhere because she has her opinions as if it's like <laughs> an opinion of what happened. Like, it, no, what happened is factual. It's not opinions. Yeah. And he's like, I wish I wasn't in the middle of it. Like, they're both like, yeah, me too. Me too. And it's like, no, no, no. Listen, 
for as annoying as she was, Chris was not actually there. You were there. You opened your mouth. You participated. You're not in the middle. You were a part of it. And that's what Kendall was just trying to say was yeah. like, you weren't just sitting between us while we yelled at each other. You participated. You would wait in on like how she should get home. That hurt her feelings more. Like you were a part of it. Yeah. You were just moving it. it all along. Yeah. Um. So this next scene, <laughs> Chloe is in a full mask. He's in her in 95. And Chris is like, what are you doing? This is crazy. Scott's sick. Kim is canceling meetings. Like, Chris has no fucking clue what is happening. <laughs> she doesn't get it at all. She's like, everyone's being, what's going on? Like, what's it's going on. She is so insulated from the outside world that she truly doesn't even like and chloe has a runny nose and i was like okay it's probably not it could be covid but also like being in a nasty casino with a bunch of smoke and sick people like yeah chloe's like i'm done playing (laughs) (laughs) then chris puts her mask on wrong also these masks were bothering me so much because they're not actually the kind of mask you should be wearing around other people right because they have this respirator part so it blows out (laughs) all of your breath onto people (laughs) and chloe wore it in the next scene too with another like workout version of it it's like if it's got that little valve on the side to release the hot air it's getting all over all the people (laughs) there was it was a very clueless time and these are especially clueless people it's truly Truly. And we're just going to keep watching it as the season goes. Like, we're just going to keep watching them, like, bungle it. It's so rough. Like, I would have footage of myself, like, fucking up and, like, wearing my bandana, like, just over my bottom lip or something. You know, like, whatever (laughs) I, whatever I did, like, week two, and I was like, how does it work? But (sighs) they are especially buffoon, uh, you know, centric so it feels like there should just almost be like a warning on the show of like when they're doing something wrong to like yes because like that's i think the issue i'm having with is like we all responsible we all have learned but like if you're showing this on tv and it's like chloe's taking it the most seriously then you're like oh i should get one of those right i think you're right and and we can't assume that like just because you and i like a lot of people are this gathering information from all over you know and it it is it is weird like you and i i think have spent a lot of time talking about like what the mantles that are like responsibility wise fair to put on especially female celebrities and not but this is one that's like a public health well i don't think it's chloe's job i think it's production's job that's what i mean like it's like this is about like you guys have the opportunity to show or to acknowledge like missteps like some producer should be like okay let's just put like a little like pop-up i know we don't normally do that but let's let's put a little pop in there (laughs) like or have like a little talking head of like and i didn't even know that's not like i don't know like it's just maybe it doesn't matter to them uh then we have this kindle architectural digest shoot which was supposed to come out in september but it came out months before that right wait this is weird so my in-demand ended the episode so now you have to this is where my episode ended. oh so okay. you gotta now you're just gonna have to tell me i was well, like I got honey, nothing else. buckle up uh it, that's so weird that it ended it yeah um, it fully stopped this is so weird my but mine was being weird it was cutting out chunks of potomac um so i this makes sense to me okay go ahead sorry um yeah so we see kendall she's modeling for her architectural digest cover 
it was supposed to come out in September. I thought it came out way earlier, right? Or maybe I just don't know time anymore. I can't remember. Uh, but I was like, oh, she's a good model. She's jumping on her bed. She knows yes. how to get that shot. Yes, I saw <laughs> this in the previews. Yes, yes, yes. I remember being like, whoa, she does know. So <laughs> Chloe comes in with her new exercise respirator that is also not the kind you're supposed to be wearing around people if you believe you are sick because it's just going to blow your germs out in a consolidated puff. Uh, <laughs> and she is touching all the fruit in Kendall's kitchen being like, what's this? What's this because it's like stuff that's staged for the photo but she's like literally touching everything and i'm like oh my god um and kendall's like kylie hasn't reached out in a week and like that's you know she's Mm. like talking about Corey. she's like but he's just one part of it then there's the kylie part who's my actual sister and she hasn't reached out and kendall's like i've thought about it many times this week it's like i should call her up she's like but i really think it's important that kylie reach out because she needs to like admit that she was wrong right and then chloe's like oh god i feel really bad i feel really sick and she puts her head down on the counter she's like i'm really hot and kendall goes well you are wearing a beanie (laughs) i was like no sympathy (laughs) probably because you're wearing a beanie yeah all right i'm gonna go back to model bye Bye. (laughs) modeling calls bye time to model bye bye um so that was that episode then okay okay i was like did i miss like how much did i miss here started to panic no just a whole scene in that kitchen i love i do love that kitchen i am sad to have not gotten to see it you Um, know there's a new show on netflix called dream home makeover and the it's a very cute woman in utah and her husband who's also very cute and they honestly recreate that kitchen 10 on every episode so if you like it (laughs) It is. There's some woman in Utah. In fact, there's probably thousands of women all over the United States who are recreating it and it will be out of style. So my mom, that's what my mom was talking about. She's like, all these things, these trendy things, then you try to resell your house and people want you to knock money off because they don't Mm. like what you did to the kitchen. (laughs) I mean, I forget maybe some real estate agent told or maybe my dad told me that as far as like staging stuff goes, it's like, that's why that look when you go look at like staged houses it's like it's all the same and it is like void of like taste taste you know because people want to walk in and project their own personalities onto places and they don't generally most homeowners don't like walking in and seeing another like personality or trend and that it's like so all those cool cool choices either a just look really outdated to someone that does have taste in that way or would take a big swing or b they like get put off because it feels like another person you know and they're trying to just like visualize because it is weird when you go look at open houses it's like the same it's the same it's the same specific aesthetic and you're like who what is this it's kind of like what airbnbs are designed yes at like now you know you're like this is like a kind of aesthetic but it's because anything can be projected on it doesn't yeah. feel like a kind of person really but yeah I thought that was interesting anyways mm-hmm. that's it we did it we did it Ooh, these have been juicy these have had a lot of meat on the bones mm-hmm. um i've been enjoying these um we'll keep it going uh because we have got to it. <laughs> we, I was like what's the answer we have to we have um, to. and we want to we release new episodes every monday check out our website 
Cardishinit.com. We've got some new merch. We've got our L is for loser shirt. Uh-huh. We've got masks. Go get some masks. Send us pics. Tag us if you guys get any. Um, subscribe on Apple Podcasts and please rate and review. As you know, it helps us so very much, helps other people find us. Check out our Twitter and Instagram and like our Facebook page. Email us at Cardishinit at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening to Cardishinit. Bye. Bye. <laughs>